week, and, and Jeff had actually sent out a message or two about, you know, hey, you want to speak this week? <laughs> We're like, uh, no, not really. <laughs> so we kind of tried to put our he- heads together and come up with something that we thought could be very beneficial to you guys and, and for us as a church. So for the next couple of Sundays, you're going to get an opportunity to meet the elders of this church, learn a little bit more about who we are, uh, why we love doing what we do, because we don't want to look at ourselves as being people that are up here and everybody else is down here. We are not about that. This thing is, is about a team. Uh, a couple of us are coaches. We believe tremendously in team, and that's just the way we want this thing to be. We want to look at us all as equals in this thing together because life is hard, and it takes us all pulling together hand in hand to be able to, to pull this thing off. So three of us are going to be here today. I'd like to introduce uh, James Phillips and Jim Blevins. And I'm Jeff Marr, so I guess the three J's are up here today. That'll be the easiest way to remember that. And what we're going to try to focus on today is I want you to think as you sit and you listen to, to kind of us maybe ramble around a little bit up here today is your story. And we've talked about that a little bit before in the past, is we all have a story. And our story is so unique to, to you. You know, my story is not going to be the same as James's story. James's story is not going to be the same as Jim. We all have a unique story. And our story starts from the time that we were first created till all the way to where you are now. Some of our stories could possibly seem like fairy tales, Some of our stories probably have several chapters that, if you're like my book, I'd like to rip a few chapters out. But you know, those stories define us, who who we are, and make us who we are in Christ. So what we're going to do to start with, this is going to be very uh, casual. One thing that is different, I will add, a lot of times in the past we've we've come up, uh, we've kind of had a round table discussion, and we've allowed you guys to to send messages up here as questions. Well, that ain't going to happen today, so... (laughs) You, you can keep your phones put up. Uh, we've got everything we need right here. Uh, what we're going to do first is just kind of introduce ourselves, tell you uh, who we are, uh, what we do, a little bit about our family. Uh, as I told you, my name is Jeff. I'm married to my beautiful wife, Jody, who you probably just saw her walk up and out here just a second ago. We've been married for 18 years. Uh, we have two children. I have a son, Jake. He's sitting back there in the back. He's 15. He's the guy in the pink shirt back there. Yeah. And I have a daughter, Jenna, who's actually up in Upstreet. And I'm a teacher. I have taught school for 15 years. I've taught physical education, health, uh, do weight training, and I also do a little coaching. Uh, I help coach our varsity football team over here. And that's kind of who I am. And, and we've, we've lived here all of our lives. Jody and I uh, went away for a short stint, but uh, we love to call Bryson City home and love this place. So, James, tell us a little bit about yourself. Right. Uh, My name is James Phillips. I'm married to Lynette. She's sitting second table on this side beside the blue and orange painting. Make sure you see her. Um, She and I have been married for almost 13 years. Um, We have three children. Uh, Brooke, they're all back in the the kids' um, program. So, Brooke's nine, Grant's six, and Will is three. And, and we're done. Three's, three's the max. We can't keep up with the Sassers, so. <laughs> they have their own, or Jeff and Jody, yeah, they have their own minibus out back, so yeah. Um, I, I'm originally from Andrews, which is just past the gorge. Um, I moved here and uh, became a teacher. I uh, met my wife on a blind date. Um, 
I'm assistant principal now at the middle school, 14 years, and um, coached with Jeff, football for 14 years, various other sports, um, pretty much just football now. Um, I guess that's about it. <laughs> that's good. All right, Jim. Um, I'm Jim Blevins, and I've lived here in Bryson City all my life. Uh, I, since I was about three years old, I was born in Franklin, and my lovely wife, Judy, she's back there in the back. I believe she's a back row Baptist today, so she, she's back there in the back. We have a daughter, uh, Denise. She's 41 years old and uh, got one grandson, Brody. He's uh, 13, going on 22. Um, um, but I'm a, I'm a construction superintendent. I work for Phillips and Jordan, and uh, right now I've been traveling all and this is the first time I've been back here in six weeks, so it's really good to see y'all. Um, but I think I'm going to get back home here in about the next month where I can be here every Sunday. Praise the Lord. Uh, just keep praying about that because it's still not set in stone. So we've got to let the Lord have his way there. Um, but uh, uh, we are, we're so thankful to have this place here. And... Uh, uh, we just don't know how much y'all mean to us. Yeah, the front porch is definitely not the same each and every Sunday without Jim out there to greet everybody with his big smiles and his hugs and his handshakes. So we are glad to have you back this morning too. Uh, what we want to do now is just kind of, we've all kind of looked back through our stories, so to speak, and we've looked back through a few chapters, I guess you could say, and we each want to kind of give you just a small glimpse of Maybe a chapter of our story where God was, was really real to us. It's probably been the hardest one, the hardest question that Jeff gave us this week uh, to try to ponder on because you, you, know, you, you try to go back through nearly 36 years of your life and, you know, and try to pull out God moments and real God moments. You know, I, don't, I don't really know what's real and, and not real at this point. But um, you know, I guess probably one of the most profound ones would, would be the... Um, the, the, the birth of our first daughter, our first child, and, and a lot of people say that, I guess it's kind of cliche, but um, the, the process for my wife and I to actually have a child was, was very rough. It was not easy. Um, some of you may be going through that or have went through that. It, it took us several years uh, to ever, ever conceive a child, and, you know, being a husband, trying to, trying to be supportive of your wife when you know her heart's breaking, and she wants to be a mother so bad, and, and you don't know what's wrong, um, and, you know, you see her cry, and I can remember being in here, you know, when we, when it was still Franklin Grove, and the pastor would have mothers stand up, and, you know, I, I, I knew she wanted to stand up, but, you know, it was, it was, but it just wasn't happening, uh, so when it finally happened, you know, I was like, man, this, this is amazing, it was, it was one of those God moments, you know, where, where I knew that the only reason that my that my daughter was conceived is because it was in God's plan for my wife and I and, and he must have really he must have really poured it on because we had three total so <laughs> I guess when, when it opened the floodgates kind of opened <laughs> asking you shall receive yeah so be, be there's a lesson be careful what you ask for no um it, it was a tremendous blessing um I, my daughter's birth was probably equally as rocky as trying to conceive her um she was she was born practically dead uh, for five and a half minutes. Um, and, and, you know, my wife's on one side of the hospital room and my daughter's on the other and there's four doctors and nurses trying to get her to breathe. And, and I thought, you know, God, I, 
you got us to this point now, you're just going to take it all away. But, you know, after I think five and a half minutes, I heard the first cry, you know, and her heart was beating and all that stuff. So there was another God moment. And, and, and we all had several of those, but those are probably the ones, two that have just a tremendous impact on me that I know without a doubt that, that, that God is real. So. You know, as uh, I sat and pondered this, uh, I've got so many God moments in my life, and, you know, I, I thought it would be appropriate if I gave one that uh, really pertained to what was going on here at this church. And uh, when uh, I first started coming here, it was still a Franklin Grove Baptist Church, and um, I'd been kind of away from the Lord for a while, and I just started seeking and come and, and uh, had... Uh, started my walk back with Christ and you know I found out he was always there but I just, that I'd kind of wondered but uh, um, we were uh, here one day and I've been working away from home like I am now and and uh, uh, we were really struggling with me being gone all the time and and uh, there's an opportunity came up here and uh, close to home there's a job out at Alma and you all may remember when the four lane was built out there and and uh, uh, they got to needing a superintendent. And they called me. I didn't call them. And, and uh, I went out to interview, and there was supposed to be three other people interviewed. So I remember coming to church on Sunday night. I was supposed to interview on Monday. And uh, I stood up and asked the whole church to pray uh, for it was God's will for, for me to get this job where I could come home. And the uh, next day when I went to the interview, the other, the other two guys, they didn't show up. So they had to hire me. <laughs> I guess as I look back uh, over my short 38 years, I guess I would like to say, or long, however you want to describe it, uh, several, several God moments for me. Uh, but as, as Jody and I sat and talked last night a little bit about this, uh, we kind of kept coming back to the same couple stories. Uh, Jenna, our youngest daughter, who is nine, almost ten, uh, kind of like James, we, we had a hard time having number two. And it was kind of neat because Jake, at the time, uh, for whatever reason, he would always sit around and, and literally ask God for a baby sister. God, I want a baby sister. God, I, I really want a baby sister. I don't know if he would say the same thing now, but at the time he did. God, I really want a baby sister. And it even got to the point to where God, I want a baby sister, Jenna. God, I want a baby sister, Jenna. I mean, he got that specific about it. And honest to goodness, within no time, Jody was pregnant. As luck would have it, we'll go to find out. It's a girl. Uh, but through the whole ordeal of my wife being pregnant, she was very sick, had a hard time. Uh, we were told by the doctors that there was something, and I can't even explain it to you. Uh, Dr. Castor, if he was here, could probably help me out, but... Something, some type of blood issue. There were certain tighter levels or whatever that, that, that just didn't look good, and they could not guarantee us that, that Jenna was going to maybe even make it or even be, uh, I hate to say the word, a normal birth, but for lack of better terms, that's what I'll say. So Jody, uh, once every couple of weeks, we had to constantly go to different specialists, constantly have her blood taken, checked. Yeah, these levels are still high, guys. It, it's not looking good. Uh, of course, as, as parents, uh, that's, that just rips your heart out uh, because you know no matter what, you're going to love your child. Uh, you're going to give them that, that unconditional love, but it's still hard. 
And to make a long story short, uh, Jenna was born as healthy as she could possibly be. Uh, the blood levels were never an issue, uh, totally kind of went away. So that was definitely a big-time God moment to us that showed us that, you know, I've got this thing, guys. I've got it in my hands. If you're, if you're faithful, you know, if you pray, we had our church praying, uh, things may be okay or they may not be okay. And we decided, you know, to, to praise God no matter what happened. But he did see fit for Jenna to be born and no issues whatsoever. And Jake was the happiest brother at the time that he could possibly be. Uh, and the other story that I can make real short obviously uh, pertains to Jake, too. Didn't want to leave him out. Uh, Jake is, since he was born, he's very much been a rambunctious young man. If you're around Jake, he's full of energy. He's full of life, uh, which I wouldn't want it any other way. Maybe you have one of those. Maybe you have two of those, three, four, five. <laughs> Maybe you've got those. You know what I'm talking about. But uh, Jake's whole world, as, as it would have it, has always kind of been like mine for whatever reason. Uh, he loves to play sports. Uh, he plays everything coming and going. Uh, and he was told last fall uh, he had a couple problems with his neck that uh, went to the doctor, and the doctor says, uh, son, you, you've got a bad problem with your spinal cord. Uh, your spinal cord is, is smaller than most people, according to this MRI. And the first word was, you're done with sports. You'll never play another sport again. Uh, there may be a time in your life where you have to have a surgery of some kind to maybe, you know, at age 30 to help you just function and maintain a daily life. And we were, we were floored. And to be honest with you, uh, I, I got angry. You know, I looked at God, and I'll be honest, and I said, God, what? What are you doing? Why? You know, this is, this is Jake's whole world. Uh, as a dad, obviously, I, I love watching my son participate and do things. And God, why, why is this happening? So I, I was bitter for a while. And I think we've all been in that boat. I think it's, uh, it's natural to, to be angry sometimes, even at God. Uh, but God kind of taught me a lesson. He, he let this thing go on for a while. Uh, but as luck would have it, we, we went back and they said, you know, it's not as bad as we thought. He can do a couple things. He just can't play football. So I'm like, that's fine, whatever. You know, he, he can do a couple things. Jake was happy. Things were going good. And, and Jody and I had always said, you know, one, once the springtime comes, let's, let's just go get a second opinion on this thing. Let's just see what happens. And sure enough, we did. Uh, Jake... The first time he was in an MRI, if you ever had an MRI, you know how that is. You're piled in there tight. That thing's blaring in your ears. And I kept hearing this lady say, son, you need to sit still. <laughs> no, really, you need to sit still or this is not going to work. And this went on for about five or six times. So uh, we were able to take him to Asheville, get him in an MRI machine that, that was bigger. Uh, they'd let him lay in there real still for a couple of minutes. And then the lady would like, all right, bud, you can get up, move around a little bit, and then we'll go again. So to make a long story short, uh, we were told about two weeks ago by a specialist that whatever was there is not there anymore. That, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was a bad MRI the first time or whatever, but I would like to think that, that God saw fit just to reach his hand down and, you know, maybe touch Jake's neck and, and heal him. So yesterday we went, got him a pair of cleats, uh, got him suited up. He's ready to roll again this fall and, you know, God's awesome, and I, I feel so unworthy to sit here and think of the anger that I've had in the past and the way that I've treated God, and for him just to show up and show out like he has in, in all three of our lives so many times, uh, we're, we're just not worthy of that, but I'm glad I serve a God who, who's able to do those things. 
So, Jim, you've obviously been here probably the longest of all of us. Uh, I think you started going here in, what, 1932? Uh, 38. 38. All right, I, I was close. Uh, so I guess if you could just, just kind of enlighten us, tell everybody here, really, what, what's kept you at this place? What, what's the draw here for you? You know, it's, uh, this place has always been special to me. Um, from when I started going here in 91 or 92, you know, I just uh, uh, loved our former pastor. He's, he's uh, kind of a mentor to me. And, you know, as, uh, as I started my walk with uh, Christ, I started diving in and doing some uh, uh, Bible studies. And I remember doing a, a Bible study by, I believe it was Henry Blackaby. And I think that's the right name. But anyway, he had a he had a saying in there. It said, uh, if you want to serve God, go where God is working. Not go and say, all right, God, I've showed up. Work here. And that's what I've always seen from this place right here, that God's always been working. Through the changes, through the different faces that come in here, God has always been at work. And... Uh, you know, why would you run from a place that God's working in all the time? Um, this is, uh, you know, it's just so refreshing to see new faces and new people and, you know, people becoming uh, uh, totally involved in, in loving Christ and, and to see life change in people. It's just, uh, and I, I, I can't imagine going anywhere else. So, James... You're one of the newbies, you and Kirby and, and Tim. We had their initiation last week, by the way. Uh, we, I can't tell you what we did. No, I, I can't tell you. I missed it. Yeah, you, you missed it. We, we've got tapes somewhere, I think. But, uh, yeah, to be destroyed later. But you've just recently joined our elder team, uh, and I know with you and I being as good of friends as we are, it was a difficult decision. It wasn't something that, that you readily just said, hey, yeah, that, that's something I really want to do. Uh, so really, if you could just kind of give us a glimpse into why you decided to take it on to be an elder and maybe where you see God leading this place. Uh, it was a, a gut-wrenching decision for me for probably a couple of years. Um, I had went, I had attended Franklin Grove, my wife and I had for several years back in the late 90s, early 2000s, and uh, you know, dr drifted away, looking back on it, it was a mistake. Um, drifted away trying to find greener pastures maybe and, um, you know, went to different, two or three different churches probably for five years and just felt the call to come back, um, which I, mean, I guess we'll talk, I'll talk a little bit more later, but it kind of ties into what Jim said. Um, I, I started getting um, approached and asked, I guess, about, about what I thought about elders here or what I thought about leadership positions and, you know, I kind of started out like most of these other guys, I guess, um, taking leadership roles in small groups, um, cutting some firewood, doing some men's stuff, um, hanging out with, you know, with, with these guys. A lot of them are my close friends and uh, becoming involved in the band, playing music with, with a lot of these guys. Um, but those things should have made the decision easier, but I, but I just kept being held back by myself, and I guess probably Satan, <laughs> um, by just saying, you know, I think he, Satan kind of, kind of uh, stuck the, the, the question inside of me, you know, are you, are you really worthy to take on a position like this? You know, are you really 
um, the, the, you know, the, are, are you really the type of Christian man that can that can help lead, you know, an, an entire group of people? And and it just felt like this this huge weight, and you know, there was that doubt. Well, you know, I don't I don't really think I am worthy to do that. I'm no special person. I don't really have any special skills to be able to do that. And a lot of these guys and Jeff and some of you wouldn't quit <laughs> um, talking to me and and urging me and supporting me. Um, praying for me, and, and I think it just got to a point where I couldn't run from God's call and, and the responsibility, um, you know, that, that he was calling me to just to help, you know, and, and once, once I made the commitment um, to do it, you know, it, 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 all, I think all the buildup I had in my mind of, oh, this is going to be more than you can take, and it's going to be all and consuming, and you can't bear the responsibility, James. None of that has, all that kind of went, went away once I made the commitment. And once I took that step of faith um, to, to, to serve God, uh, maybe in a, in a different capacity, I don't really call it a higher level because I don't think any of us are any different than any of you. Um, I think it's just the position that, that we're in and what we've been called to do, just like a lot of you are called to serve here, you know, like, Aaron plays keys, you know, Justin's up here singing his heart out and playing guitar. You know, it's all serving God, and none of it's more important than anything else. So once I kind of wrap my my mind around, you know, there's not going to be any eyes on you, James, you know, because I struggle with sometimes, let alone 250 sets of eyes on me right now. Um, you know, it, it made it a little easier to know I can just blend in with these guys. Um, I can work. Um, you know, Jim said it was a church that's always been kind of built for hard work. You know, it's hard to be a member here and sit back, you know, because I don't think that's our, our MO. That's not the way we operate. Um, you you, you kind of got to dig your feet in here. Uh, if you're going to be a member and call this place home, then you probably at some point need to be ready to work uh, because that's what this place is about, and that's kind of the ministry here is, um, you know, using your hands, your voice, your feet, whatever it is out in this community in this building uh, to, try to, to try to do God's work. So um, that's kind of my story as far as um, becoming an elder. So I guess I'll ask myself this question, kind of, kind of strange, I guess. Uh, but Jeff wanted me to answer. Uh, it says, you've been in active leadership almost since you started coming to the Grove. How important has that been for your family, and what has the Grove uh, meant to you and your family? Uh, I guess just to kind of give you a quick glimpse on to how we got here. Some of you know this story, but some of you don't. Uh, Jody and I actually grew up in the same church together all of our lives. Uh, we were in a youth group together. Uh, never really had much to do with each other until we got on up into high school, but we'd always been there. I'd called the same church uh, my home for 32 years. And as, as God would do sometimes, you, you feel kind of that, that tug, and we, Jody and I both felt him kind of telling us to go a different direction. Uh, nothing bad had really happened. Uh, we just felt like that, that our time there was, was finished and that God wanted to really use us and our family somewhere else. And for me, the unknown is something that, that I really struggle with. Uh, I'm very much a person that likes to know what's going on. I like to, I'm kind of a routine type guy. So it was kind of a hard transition for me trying to, to put ourselves as a family out there in the community and, and try some other places. Uh, so we did. Uh, we went to several different places. Uh, absolutely nothing wrong with any of the places we went and we tried. Uh, everything was, was wonderful. Uh, we felt God's presence, but we just did not ever feel that God's saying, hey, guys, that, that's where I need you. That's where I need you to plug in, and that's where I want to use you. Uh, 
And as ashamed as I am to, to sit here before you today, uh, it was during this time that, uh, that I was actually a little bit judgmental towards this place. Uh, this place was going through some transition. Uh, I was one of the people out in the community not running my mouth, not saying a whole lot, but listening, uh, hearing things. Uh, and I said some, I may have said a couple of things about this place that, you know, golly, uh, never there. We can go anywhere we want to, but we're not going to that place. Uh, so as, as God's sense of humor would have it, uh, we were going down the road one day and uh, didn't know where we were going that Sunday. Uh, Jody was over here, Jake and Jenna were in the back, and Jody and I were like, where do you want to go? Well, I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you? And that's usually kind of how our conversations are sometimes, trying to make a decision. So I said, all right, all right, kids, where are we going today? And Jake said, let's go try the Grove. And I literally, I think the wheel of my car turned a hard veer to the right, and I wanted to run into a ditch and hit a sign and whatever I could to possibly not get the car to come up this little road out here into this parking lot. And I, I fought it hard, uh, but I said, okay, let's do it. So we came that Sunday, and it was uh, from the time we walked up, getting the, the greetings, the handshakes, the, you could just feel the love, and you could just feel uh, God in this place. And we walked out that Sunday, and we got in the car, and Jody and I kind of looked at each other and gave each other that look, and she was like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And I said, I don't know, what are you thinking? <laughs> She said, I think that's probably it. I said, I don't know. I'm going to have to pray about it a little bit more. Uh, but anyway, uh, from that Sunday on, uh, we, we kind of came to call this place our home. And it was just from a, just a sheer accident of Jake saying, hey, let, let's go there and try that. And, and we love this place with all our heart. Uh, we know 110% that this is the place that God wants us. Uh, he wants our family. Uh, he's been able to use us here. Uh, in many ways, uh, we've led small groups, uh, we've helped out with the kids, uh, with greeting, we've done a little bit of everything, and uh, our son Jake, we've been able to watch him grow. He's grown from one of the older kids up here in Upstreet to one of the ones that they really like to rely on to be back here and help with the little kids. Uh, as a parent, I've heard a lot of good comments from you people, and I, sometimes I think, are you really talking about my son? how good he is with some of your, your children back here in the back. And, and that's great as a dad to watch your son as, as he gets older to mentor younger kids and, and to watch him grow in, in his faith. And our daughter, uh, a couple of months ago, was, was saved here on Ash Wednesday. And we just recently baptized her a couple of weeks ago up there in Deep Creek in a driving rainstorm. Imagine that. So we love this place. Uh, it's been great for our family uh, and we love you guys, and we love serving here, and we love uh, just being a part of this place. So, Jim, we'll finish with you. You and your family recently uh, went through a hard time. Did you ever question God's presence in that time, and how important was it for you to have a community like this to be there for you? I can't imagine anybody having to go through what we went through uh, without God. Um, you know, I, I look at the comfort that uh, Christian people, our church family, our, our family, and, and just this whole community gave us through our loss. And, uh, you know, I just don't see how people make it without God. Um, I got a little story, if I can make it through it. Um, on the uh, eve of uh, 
Tyler's funeral, Denise came down and, and uh, she said, she calls me Paul. She says, Paul, she said, I, I said I'd never be able to make it uh, through losing a child. She said, how am I doing this? And uh, Sorry. I told her, I said, Denise, I said, you remember that day that the uh, pastor came up and you accepted Christ? I said, that's the only way that you could make it. And, you know, this church family just loved us through all this, and it's uh, just been amazing. When <clears throat> we walked through the door and seen all the caring faces of everybody here, it's just, just awesome. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. I know that's hard for Jim. Um, it's a bad time right there. Um, bad time for the church, but also a, a, um, a probably a, a, a point of, of strength for our church too. Uh, that shows really the, um, the 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 courage, the the compassion, uh, and, and and the strength uh, of the people here, as far as being able to, uh, and and also the, the 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 love we have for 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 one another. Um, so that was a hard time. I want to transition into something more positive because I know Jeff's getting ready to call the band back up. Um, I, I, I mentioned earlier for the past three years, I guess, I've, I've helped serve uh, with music here. Um, you know, and Justin said when he was up here, you know, we're, we're so blessed with so many talented musicians here. And, um, you know, having worked up here and uh, having spent time uh, rehearsing and sound checking and loading up equipment and going out in the community and playing. It's such, such a tremendous ministry. Um, you know, if you've never been out to hear these guys play, um, do it. You know, make, make a commitment. You just missed a couple of good opportunities when they, when they play at the brewery. You know, go down and check that out. I mean, how unconventional is that for, for a bunch of Christ followers to go into a brewery uh, and, and throw down, you know, and, and, you know, some people, some of you that are sitting in here are here because you heard them throw down at the brewery or places like that. And, and, and you're like, you know, what type of, what type of church would send a band into a bar to play, you know? And, but we feel like that's, you know, that's part of who we are, that there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the people that are there, you know, we're, we're there to, to worship together. And uh, so if you, you know, if you haven't, you know, there's so many of these musicians out here, but if you haven't taken an opportunity just to pat them on the back or tell them that you appreciate them, there's so many hours, so many hours put into rehearsing here at church just, just to help you guys have an experience with God. Uh, and I heard it said one time, it was told to me when I first started, that your only job here is to help convey the heart of worship of God to these people. And I know that's the only reason these guys are up here. It's not to be seen. As a matter of fact, if most of them could hide behind a cardboard cutout of themselves and play... Like Kirby, he he he, he probably would um, because he, they just don't like to be seen. Uh, but I sure am glad they like to be heard, <laughs> and I like to hear them. Um, so uh, just give them a big round of applause, please, and show us support as he invites them back. Come on up, guys. And just kind of while they're transitioning here, we'll move the table off and we'll get the guys up here set, ready for a couple more songs. Uh, I want you to think back to your story. I hope some of you have been pondering on that maybe just a little bit. 
some of the chapters in your book, if you had to sit down this evening and, and list chapters of your story, what would they look like? What would they be? We're fine. You know, as, as I think back about my story, uh, you're going to hear a song here in just in a second that I think is, is awesome. It's by Matt Redman. It's called Never Once. And it says, Never once did I ever walk alone. And it says, God, you are faithful. You know, and I think back to a time in my life to where the possibility of a, of a Jeff and a Jody and a, a family at one point was in question. And as I think back on that, you know, that, that's obviously a chapter in my life that I would kind of like to cover up and hide, but God uses stories even sometimes when they may be bad for the good. And as Jody and I went through that period in our life, you know, I, I thought, God, you know, I've served you all my life. I grew up in church. I know who you are. Where are you? You know, I'm at a point right now in my life that's the lowest point that I've ever been in. Where are you at? You know, he was with me all the time. I was just so blinded uh, by sin and by sex. I didn't know it. He was with me. And as you listen to the words of this song, it plainly says, you know, guys, no matter where you are, no matter what you've been through, I'm faithful to be there with you. And as Jody and I look back on our story now, we wouldn't trade that time for anything in the world. As bad as it was, we wouldn't trade it. Because we are who we are today because of, because of that and because of who God is and how good God is. So as these guys go into a couple more songs here, think about your story, the good and the bad, and just knowing that God has been with you the whole time throughout every chapter of that story. <laughs>